to the month of October here in Season 4 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Carol Willem Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I have been bringing special guests to you since the beginning of 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Throughout the month of October, we are encouraging our listeners to step out and explore the four avenues of creativity that we focus on at Grow Me a Story, theater, art, music, and storytelling. We believe the Creator calls us to create, and we're glad you've joined us for this conversation about the joy we found in helping others explore the world of music. Welcome to another episode of Dreams and Bones. We are excited to be with you again. We've missed some time because we've been so busy. Carol's let me skip a few weeks uh, so that I could uh, learn some lines for our upcoming play. If I, if all of a sudden I start talking in a different voice, Carol, it's because it's Jonathan Brewster coming out <laughs> in me. It's the, it's the problem. We are going to be visiting with you today about the thought of exploring music. And uh, I think for Carol and I, that's something that we feel like that that we've always kind of done. That was part of our family growing up. Wouldn't you agree, Carol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, uh, you know we always, we had a stereo a record player at our house. We had lots of records. My parents liked music. I spent a lot of time upstairs in what we called the hall, it was <laughs> part at the top of the stairs, playing records, singing to music, acting out things. Uh, that was just a lot of what I did as a child. And uh, now, were your parents particularly talented musically that you would say? Or? Well, my mom played the violin. She started playing, I don't know how old she was when she learned to play the violin. So she, and she, had a piano, but the piano was always at my grandma's house in Orfino. So she never, you know, I think once she moved out of her mother's house Mm -hmm. and got married and they just, you know, never had a place to put it in any of the houses they lived. Right. So, so it was always kind of a treat to when every summer when we'd go to grandma West's house in, in Orfino and I'd get to play around on the piano, which now we have that piano and, and, and sitting right here in this room. And did your mom play if you would go visit Orfino? She you, could she could play some stuff. Yes. Um I have I have no memory of uh, of hearing your mom ever tinkle the ivories. Well, cuz probably we'd never really been around a piano like that, to, yeah. you know, where she had the opportunity and you know, there was probably some sheet music at my grandma's that she could pull out hmm. and kind of play, you know, different things that she had probably learned. You know, I I don't know, I don't think my dad ever learned to play music, but he certainly loved music. He was a 
loved jazz, mm-hmm. loved, um, you know, he had a lot of old kind of jazz kind of music. My mom liked Broadway musical type stuff. They just had a lot of records. And um, and he was, yes, He um, my memory of that is that he really felt passionate about mm-hmm. uh, about his music. Yes, I and I think, uh, I think, he he liked to sing, you know, he knew a lot of songs and he'd kind of sing along sometimes. He had certain favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'd be funny singing songs and but yeah, and I know that I think he enjoyed dancing mm-hmm. and I think when I came along, I don't remember mom and dad going out and dancing a mm-hmm. lot, but okay. I think it was something that they enjoyed or especially he enjoyed. So music was always a part of our life. My um, brother... Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead and share about your siblings then. Yeah, so... Who are eight and nine years older than yeah. you, is that right? So my brother, I think he started out on the trombone, maybe. I may be wrong about that, because I wasn't around at that point. And then and eventually started playing the baritone horn. That's what I remember. And then my sister started playing the flute, and and then they both sang, sang in church choir, sang in mm-hmm. choir in school, and were involved in, you know, a lot of the musical performances when they were in school. I know when my brother went to North Idaho College, he joined the choir, the North Idaho College Choir. So, yeah, so then when I got to be... Gosh, how old would that have been? About 10 or so. It was the summer before my fifth grade year. And you could start summer band is mm. what they called mm. it. Okay. And because we had a flute, I I think that's why I chose the flute. And, and I've stuck with it. I've continued to play the flute um, off and on. I've been playing now for about 50 years. Yeah. And, um, and then I always, you know, I always loved, again, going to grandma's house. I could play, usually I could pluck out a melody line with my right hand. Mm -hmm. That was always very easy. I could play, you know, I learned chopsticks. I learned heart and soul, (laughs) you know, some different things, just playing around, having fun. And then when I was in Glendive, At one point, I took piano lessons, maybe for about a year. And so then I did learn how to play the piano a little bit. You know, I can I can pull out my this one book in particular that had kind of more popular songs. And but the bass clef was very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I think because I played the flute and I and my ear heard the melody line most of the time. Same with singing. I have. I find it very difficult to harmonize the alto part. I can harmonize the tenor part, I think just because it's higher mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. used to that register. But um, but yeah, anything lower with the bass clef, I find it it's harder for me to And that if that part of uh, of music is very interesting to me. The question that we've sort of investigated, uh, the the question of is everyone creative? We would say yes. If we turn that question uh, a little bit and say, is everyone musical? Well, my answer is no. Well. But they can be, you can be trained. 
uh, you can you can gain in in your musical skill if you decide mm-hmm. to explore that. But but there is something about that nurturing, I think, of being right. around music, valuing uh, music because of the people that you are around, whether that's family, whether that's friends that are involved, siblings that are involved uh, in music. Kellogg High School has what I feel like is a a, a grand history of music, uh, of of band in particular. Glenn Exum is a is a name that is out there, and and we think a lot of Kellogg High School musical kind of talent. There was there there have always been feels like that there has always been some very good teachers that if students were interested in music, they had wonderful opportunities to really be pushed mm-hmm. uh, a, a little bit to go. Just recently, I think Adam Reams doing a wonderful job. Kellogg High School has gone to the jazz festival at, uh, at U of I and done very well in competition there. So that's kind of interesting that that's continuing on here for us in the in the Silver Valley, it is very important, and there are op- opportunities to explore music that mm-hmm. way. You know, for my family, I think of it as still the church connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were singing regularly three or four times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, maybe a Saturday night service, and and singing all the time. You talk about not being able to hear the alto part. Well, we heard the alto part mm-hmm. sitting next to Grandma Martha Roberts. Right. And and so that trained our ear in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very natural for all of us to sort of uh, break into some harmony here and there. And, and we did a lot of singing. Not instruments uh, so much. Uh, I think the focus for us was more on on singing, and that showed. I don't know that w- that any of my siblings ever ever were in high school band. All of us in high school choirs, mm-hmm. and that was that was much more natural for us. Uh, although um, Lori, uh, my sister Lori, certainly uh, plays piano wonderfully. We think Mom played piano. David took a few. Uh, lessons that did not last very long um, in in my memory. Uh, Solder boys, the boys, never did any piano lessons, but Kent picked up uh, the banjo. Uh, Kent played a little bit of harmonica just because he wanted to do those things. I, mm-hmm. I get to thank Carol for um, m- turning me into the uh, the middling guitar player that I am. Uh, when when we were married that first year, and you were working and I was not, and you got me a guitar for Christmas, and I had a month to sit there with nothing to do in the the cold of eastern Montana uh, <laughs> after Christmas, but uh, sit and play guitar, and that got me uh, into that. And so, yeah, I think you know, back to the church thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that was part of my experience too. Yes. Uh, I don't know if there had been a children's choir before, um, but I remember being pretty young. I don't know. Again, probably nine or ten, maybe a little younger. And, you know, it was usually the pastor's wives would would have the children's choir. I remember uh, we had Pastor Brown, I believe. No, 
I take that back. It was not his wife. It was another woman. But she had, she played the guitar, which, mm. you know, at that point, you know, you hadn't really seen guitar right, in right. in the church, at least at our church. We were a, you know, pretty traditional kind of church. And so that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then we had Mrs. Schleter, I believe was her name. And, um, and she had a choir and she played the harp. Really, and that was the other cool thing because we would go to her the parsonage, to for our practices, and she had this special place in the parsonage with this huge harp. She didn't mm. play it with us, I don't think, but every once in a while she'd bring it to church and and she'd have her harp and. But yeah, I mean, I was probably a part of children's choir, maybe third through maybe sixth grade, and then I can't remember maybe when I was in. High school, I started with, you could be in the adult choir. I think you had to be high school age. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so then I played or did, um, sang in the adult choir. And, but again, just that, um, even just learning to sing hymns and, um, you know, where, you know, when you went to church every week and you sang, that was just a part of your life. And you, and I think you learned so much that you didn't realize you were learning. I mean, now it's so funny when we'll, you know, sometimes Chris, who picks our music, she, you know, she'll bring out a hymn. Do you guys know this? Because she grew up in the Lutheran church. Our church was kind of Methodist, congregational. Different traditions. And and most of the time, most of the time, I know those hymns. I'm familiar with them just from, you know, growing up and, and singing them and... And that's kind of neat. It's and again, hearing, hearing those different parts, being a part of choirs, hearing different things, and it, it's all it's all great. It's just a great experience to to be exposed to that, to be a part of that, to get the chance. We both have had very natural opportunities to to perform then to sing for other people, whether that was choirs or small groups. Uh, whether it was band, uh, you know, playing an instrument somewhere, we've had an amazing uh, number of opportunities to perform in public, to feel that little bit of of pressure that you got to go, well, it has to be to a certain uh, level of expertise before we want to take that out into the public. And and that's just another way to sort of explore some of that. The, The really fun... Uh, opportunities to expand our ability to memorize and repeat things and how music impacts that. Uh, Ken Bartle and I were talking the other day. Uh, Ken and I have been on stage uh, many times together. He's in the play with us right now. And we were talking about how easy, how much easier it is to learn songs than to just learn lines. Mm -hmm. And I often talk about with learning lines, it's learning the rhythm of the language, uh, the way I want to remember those those Mm -hmm. lines. And with music, it's it's great to be able to quickly, much more quickly, uh, learn a set of words when it's put to music. I think that that's Mm -hmm. a really fascinating thing, the way our brains function in that way. 
because we are talking about the the idea of exploring all of these different avenues, I would say we're wanting to encourage all of the people that are reading our blogs, listening to our podcasts, investigating our website, that we want to be able to say to people, take the time to grow closer to the creator by exploring your own musical interests, Mm -hmm. whether that is expanding the things that you're listening to, uh, whether that is deciding to pick up an instrument. uh, uh, We're never too old, are we, Carol? No. And I, you know, and even just thinking about these four areas of, you know, music, theater, art, and storytelling, I feel like music is the one that relates to everybody on Mm -hmm. some level. Mm -hmm. Everybody can respond to music and I think everybody does Mm -hmm. there's something within us that responds to hearing the type of music we like whether it's just tapping your foot or swaying back and forth but it's it's pretty rare that you hear so I don't know if I've ever heard someone say I hate music or I don't listen to music or I don't I mean there probably are people out there Uh but you know you hear people oh, I'm not really a reader, or, oh, you know, I can't do art, right. I can't draw, I can't, um, or, oh, I'd never get up on stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear comments like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear people say, you know, oh, I can't sing, or I, but but with with music, it's and it always surrounds us. I mean, you go into stores, right. music, there's music. I mean, you really can't escape it in, in our culture. Mm-hmm. It's always there somewhere. And I think we just naturally respond to it, and it's something very special. Mm-hmm. And when you do find that, those special songs or those special things, I mean, we talk a lot about, and I've blogged many times about hearing a song and how it transports you back mm-hmm. in time, and you mm-hmm. remember what was happening when you heard that song, or it evokes certain emotions. You know, music can be very emotional. Mm-hmm. It can... It can make us laugh. It can make us smile. It can make us cry sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's really good for us to be able to respond and have that emotional response to music. Well, wonderful conversation. We could go on talking about music forever, but we're going to bring this episode to a close. Always good to, to just sit down and re- be reminded that it's a good thing, a thing that draws us closer to the Creator when we're able to explore all of these areas, and especially this idea of exploring music. Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Paul, any thoughts on today's episode? Well, again, it just feels so natural for us, the two of us who grew up in church around music, it feels natural to be pursuing that in order to pursue our Creator. Uh, the the two go together so much. I think, I think God made music, and we can see that in our lives. As we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me a Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our fertile ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. 
Join us next time as we explore another avenue of creativity, the world of storytelling. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each time another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.